0: Hello, storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Oh, Ryan, this weekend's flying in the worst way. I like guess yeah. just, I hate when weekends fly by. Like, it lose yeah. the worst. You get there, you get to Friday night, you're like, yes, it's time. It's time mm-hmm. to unwind. And then Sunday night comes, and you're like, I haven't unwind yet. <laughs> I haven't unwound yet. I <laughs> need more time. Yeah. I need more time, please. Yeah. I know that time is a construct or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it is because <laughs> time still keeps flying by. And I don't, right. I don't understand. So like, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, Ryan, how are you? And what have you been playing?
1: Uh, I am doing all right. It has been um, uh, just a wonderful time, um, as always. Um, but I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, Feel a little tired, but that's okay. Um, just ready to just been playing lots of games, hanging out surviving as best as i can friday i got home from work and i i passed out at like i i had to go to bed because i had like the worst headache um and i went to bed at like eight o'clock on friday mm-hmm. so my sleep is all messed up because then i woke up at like 4 a.m on saturday morning oh. and it's it's but it's fine we'll, we'll hopefully rain it back in for this next week but other than that I'm, I'm doing i'm doing doing all right um i've been playing a lot of horizon Ridden west Um, which I'm enjoying a whole bunch, and then um, a little bit of Grounded, um, which I don't know if you remember this game. I've heard of this game, Eric. Go ahead. Sorry. It's on Game Pass. It's like a survival game where you're playing these like teenagers who've been shrunken down.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yes. So it's like a survival game. I mean, think similar to Raft, but instead of like being on a raft, you're in like this backyard with these like massive, you know, forest of blades of grass, and you cut them down, and you build a house out of it, and you get attacked by very scary spiders. Um, it's it's it's, it's a fun. It's just like a fun little time. It's free on Game Pass. So we finished. Um, Nobody saves the world. Me and our friend Dave, and we're like, okay let's download like four things that are on game pass let's figure out what we're going to do next and we were both didn't want to jump in anything too wild because horizon's out destiny i haven't even touched yet is out so there's there's oh, just yeah. a lot there's a lot going on um so yeah those are that's really all i've been playing a whole bunch of horizon and a little bit of grounded nice very yeah. cool yeah, yeah um but yeah how are you and uh what have you been playing
0: I, I, You and I are like on the same page. I also passed out early on Friday. But I, my sleep schedule has always been off, so I think I just yeah. have gotten... I've mastered the off-sleep the schedule. <laughs> so <there's enough>. right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I have the same thing. Um, in terms of what I've been playing, though, it actually is what they we're covering today. Ooh. It's the only game that I've played Ooh. and I beat. So nice. I can have this moment and talk about it. This is actually yeah. going to be our most... Oh, hopefully it makes. I don't know if this will make sense or not. This will be our most current... This this episode will be the episode that is most recently closest to when this game came out. Does that make sense? quickest turnover. Quickest turnover. Yeah, quickest turnover episode. Yeah, which is quite the feat. Yeah, it's we haven't had a game that has been out so recently that we've covered. This is the first one. So, I hope we don't get like a strikes or anything against us
1: like i don't think so i don't think until you start like making money (laughs) i don't think they Mm. do i don't think Mm. they they, i don't think you can be copyrighted until you're um you're making money off of it or again like our our likeness now we are very good voice actors and you're an incredible writer but if our likeness is too close to the 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 game they may Mm. have issue but also like it's a different medium so I feel like yeah. I, I'm, I'm maybe eventually down the line we'll have to put in like uh, all rights reserved to slow cap <laughs> entertainment whatever but i don't think yeah. That just yet.
0: yeah we don't make money so that's perfect yeah, exactly yeah we're not making money off of it yeah. it feels counterproductive to say that <laughs> right right yeah. but before we jump into that uh we just want to say that we hope you're doing well and that we hope that you enjoyed our last episode which is our bedtime story of pokemon unite it was actually our longest episode yeah. Uh, of, of a bedtime story. Right. So it, was, it came out better than I thought it would. Is, mm-hmm. I already assumed it was going to be perfect. So it's even more perfecter, <laughs> <but> extra perfect. <laughs> yeah. As well as we hope you enjoyed our last DLC all about love. And I think it was on healthy Relationships, right? Or Bad yes, Relationships? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a wild one. Things got a bit out of hand. Uh, a little rowdy. I learned that Octopi can't have human babies. Yeah. Did not know that. <laughs> now you know. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go, let's do it. It's one what? of our better DLCs. It's probably our it was, best one. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we hope you're doing well. And we would love to hear your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives by sending them to us at our Gmail account. (laughs) That was lame. At our email at TailsintheCartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. DM us, comment on our posts, comment on our posts. Let us know what you think and we will happily share those in our next episode. But today, we are breaking it down Kung Fu style as we jump into the world of Sifu. Newest game from the studio Slow Clap. It is awesome. But I'll get into that soon because my memories are very recent, so I won't, I won't be wrong, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Ryan, you want to jump us through the background stuff and the influences? Yeah, I'd love to. So for background influences,
1: we have, as you said, developed and published by Slow Cap, which are a uh, Paris-based company, actually a bunch of old Ubisoft uh, France Folks who left Ubisoft oh. and found, made their own company. So, like their game before Seafo, which was Absolver, was like an open world kung fu game, like very um, Ubisoft looking game. Um, this game game came out, um, like you said, very recently, February eighth. Of 2022 within this month that we're wow. recording this episode which is buck wild That's um directed by uh jordan leani and produced by pierre tarno i'm sure there is an accent there that i'm not quite nailing <laughs> that was great no it was good. It was <laughs> thanks <good. laughs> um, influences um i looked at some interviews between um the developers and the producers of the game and Eric, you are a connoisseur of the Kung Fu, may recognize mm. far more of these um, references than I do. So if, if you do, or if you notice anything, just just shout it out. The Raid, um, which I have not heard of, John Wick, which so I've seen. Good. Oh, please, Sorry. go. The Raid. You've oh, I was going
0: to say, I can, I, I can take this part if you want me to. Yeah,
1: please. They, at least the movie section, because you, you I mean, yeah. I know who Jackie Chan is, and they talk about that, but that's kind of the <laughs> end of my Kung Fu um, understanding.
0: Yeah, so, so the, the game is based on a lot of movie influences. The Raid by Garrett Evans, John Wick by Chad, oh God, uh, Stahelski, uh, Sha Po Lang by Wilson Yip, and Tom Yum Gong by, oh my God, by <laughs> pra, Prussia Pinkal. Pinkal. Nailed it. Pink- yeah. something. Oh, Pinkal. <laughs> I will say, I've seen The Raid. And I love The Raid. If you love Kung Fu movies and you've not seen The Raid, The Raid is very good because it's very realistic. It's about this these, these cops who have to go into this building to get to... I forget. It's been a while since I've seen it. But they're going there for something and they're climbing up the levels to get to the top and they're fighting their way up, which actually happens a lot in Sifu, which is really cool. i uh, the pieces right now Uh, it's a fantastic movie if you like those kinds of things and of course uh john wick everyone loves john wick i mean most people do uh it's very good keanu reeves whatever i haven't seen the other two uh but maybe it's worth looking into but uh other influences are jackie chan movies uh for the one versus multiple enemies style and the use of the environment which again happens a lot in sifu is like i'm saying that because i'm putting it's literally coming together (laughs) in my mind right now which is which is really cool uh, so police story with Jackie Chan dragons forever by Sam Oh hung and miracles again by Jackie Chan. Other influences include, uh, but that are not necessarily Kung Fu movies, but references we liked, uh, the influence, the, the work and the story are fearless by Rooney, you, the blade by Sue Hark, uh, the blade of the immortal by Samurai Sam. <laughs> that's funny. It's spelled <laughs> differently. Uh, and kill a bill by Quentin Tarantino. So, uh, Games, obviously, like Ryan said, so uh, Slow Clap is the developer, and they made the 2017 game Absolver, which, again, is an open-world martial arts game. I've always heard of it, but I actually never played it. So I yeah. probably should. Yeah, but yeah. you really dig it. I probably would. It's probably really good. And I know that the... So, Ryan, you put this here, and you're very right. So this mar- this game is based off uh, Pac-Mei Martial Arts. It's sometimes known as Bak-Mei, um, which is a very old form of Chinese Kung Fu. It's very cool. Um... It's not really so much used in like MMA stuff, I don't think, but it's very, very. It's still practiced today. It's very relevant still. So, uh, I say a not super knowing, though I did look it up because I was very, very curious. I know that also Absolver, or not Absolver, uh, Slow Clap did hire a master yeah. of Hakama to do a lot of the the mocap and or the yeah mocap and kind of like made sure that everything that they were doing in the game in terms of style and and kung fu and martial arts in the game was relevant to what it is and 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 done well in terms of what May martial arts represents so anyway done tripping over my words ryan we're going to go yeah. into memories yeah uh, so do you have any in this last month have you potentially tried sifu or seen <laughs> or seen any of it <laughs> i <That was> stupid. <laughs> yeah so no i have i've have not played it um but
1: i've seen quite a bit on it and then just had a conversation with you talking about it uh, i know that it is a martial arts game. I know that it is inspired by a lot of these things because of the the trailers that I've seen and the, the stuff that I've seen on it. Um, I know there is some kind of strange aging thing to it, which I think you kind of explained to me how it works um, even when we were hanging out or in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like some some you know insular insular whatever that word is um, knowledge <laughs> of some of of the game. I don't know narratively what's going on. I'm my guess is it's like a, a revenge story because that feels um very kung fu but i i no idea um so that's kind of the end of it i i know kind of the broad strokes but nothing specific or specific to this game really um
0: so i'm, I'm excited to jump in and, and see what it's all about yeah i think this will be great because i think a lot of people also don't they're not super into kung fu fighting games like this but this game has so much to offer more so than just the the gameplay, which I think is also fantastic. But I think the story is really cool and one that does not hold your hand, which is, yeah. I think, always great. You have to put the pieces together, in a mm-hmm. sense. Uh, I've been super jazzed about this game since it was first announced, I think at a, a, a State of state of Play for PlayStation, yeah, I think, so. think is when it was first was announced. And uh, just the style and everything about it just gripped me instantly. And I've been psyched for it ever since. Um, and, I, and I don't regret... Buying it or playing it. It was fantastic. It's a game where I had bought Sifu first. I think it came out first. Uh, before Pokemon Legends Arceus. And I did not care about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I did. Don't get me wrong. I do. I'm going to play it. But I loved Sifu so much I did not even have a, a draw to Pokemon. Because I was so stuck on Sifu. Like getting better. Making sure I didn't age. Like It'll it make sense when I say it more if you don't know the game. But it's just such a great time. It really is. And pretty soon uh, I've heard that Solo Clap isn't going to introduce a easy mode into the game so for people who may just not enjoy the the challenge of the age progression system and all that stuff which is totally cool I, I think it's yeah. a game where the story is really good and I think the story does teach you something so if you hear this story and you really like it I I really push you to buy the game and play the easy mode when it's out if that's more your style because there are things I had to leave out of this script that really define what happens more on the game you get the general context in this one obviously but as you play the game you get you learn more things about each character as to why their motivations are that we might go through at the end of this whole thing but it's just a lot of fun to learn and it is a lot of fun to to get good at the game like it's it's very rewarding makes you feel awesome in like the best way so i'm very excited about this game right i'm ready to like bust some butt (laughs) kick some teeth in yeah Slow clap. I can tell. You're You're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> but I think without further ado, we should just jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. The rain fell hard as the figure approached the dojo's door. A single light lit the door to enter as the figure clad in black approached, the lightning crackling in the sky above him. His long black hair soaked from the storm surrounding him. As he approached the entrance, he lifted his leg and smashed the door in. A panicked student of the dojo just inside the doorway flinched in fear of the sight of the door being broken in. The figure clad in black approached the student and easily parried his moves while simultaneously pummeling him and smashed him against the nearby wall. The noise of the encounter caused all of the dojo students around the corner to stop and stare as the figure clad in black approached them. The students questioned who the figure was as he only replied, get out of my way. Numerous martial artists attacked the figure as he took each one down with ease, each student falling to the lethal strikes from the figure clad in black. As each student laid defeated on the floor the figure approached the back door and walked back out into the cold rain. Running up the cement stairs, the figure approached the next building's entrance as a defeated martial artist flew out of the door and rolled onto the ground. From inside the building, resting against the table, was another figure clad in black
2: holding a bo staff. I thought you said they put up a fight. I'm barely breaking a sweat,
0: the bow staff wielding man said in a disappointing tone. Don't be so arrogant, the figure clad in black replied as he continued forward up a flight of stairs, out the back door leading again outside, and up another flight of cement stairs. The stairway was lit on either side from the flames of the lanterns resting as the figure made it to the top of the dojo and entered inside. More students stood before the figure as he easily defeated them. He moved into the next room, where more students sat with one another as they looked to the noise made by the figure clad in black. They stared at him and immediately knew who he was. Yang, how dare you set foot in here again? The figure clad in black, known to them as Yang did not flinch as he attacked those who he once considered friends. Each student fell to Yang's fist without mercy. He moved swiftly to the back door as he tried to find his target. Outside, Yang's run slowed to a walk as he approached another man dressed in black, sitting on a stone bench, the bodies of more students resting at his feet. In his hand was a machete. Where is he? Yang questioned the machete-wielder. The man with the machete motioned with his head to the door closest to him. Yang sprinted to the door and entered inside to find an old man fighting against two other martial artists dressed in black. One wielding a three-section staff with sharp knives on each end, while the other used a blade attached to a rope. Stop. Yang ordered as the two backed away from the old man, who had held his own against them. The old man was none other than the master of the dojo, known as the Sifu. He looked forward to the figure clad in black.
2: Yang, of course,
0: Sifu said with disdain in his voice. Yang moved forward, staring at his former master. You've gotten slow, Sifu. Yang said as the bow staff and machete wielder entered behind him. You know why I'm here, don't you? Just step aside, Yang instructed. Sifu looked down to the ground and grimaced as he turned his back to Yang and his deadly accomplices.
2: You were a mistake. I should never have taught you.
0: Sifu walked towards a small box resting on the table of a small shrine, honoring the previous Sifu. He placed his hand on the box.
2: Now you know too much.
0: Yang moved forward towards Sifu.
2: By returning tonight, you've given me a second chance.
0: Sifu turned to face his former pupil, as lightning cracked outside.
2: This time, I will do what I must.
0: Both the former master and student began to fight one another. Though Sifu was older, with age came wisdom and experience as he held his own against Yang. With a double open palm strike, Yang flew back through the double doors to the courtyard in the middle of the building. Rain showered onto Yang as he slowly stood back up and entered into a fighting stance.
2: When I look into your eyes, I see nothing but a frightened, angry child.
0: Sifu expressed to his former student. The two continued to fight against one another. Sifu was strong, but Yang continued to keep the pace. As Sifu's strikes became weaker, Yang's anger powered his fists. As the figure, clad in black, broke the master's stance, a swift and deadly punch landed against the Sifu's chest. His eyes wide as he stepped back, the master started to go limp as his body collapsed onto the cold, wet ground, his last breath leaving his mouth. As Sifu laid motionless on the ground, back in the room was a cabinet with a set of small compartment doors slightly open. Small eyes peered through one compartment door as the small boy inside tried to stay quiet. His brown eyes watched as Yang stepped over Sifu's body as he re-entered the room where his comrades waited. Yang walked over to the small box the Sifu had admired before their fight. He opened the box as a gold light shined out over his face. He closed it before saying, Show yourself. The 12-year-old boy inside left his hiding spot and faced Yang. Dressed in his martial arts garb, he stared at the man who stole his father from him. Yang and his associates stood, staring at the boy as Yang approached and bent down. He stared intensely at the young boy before sighing in disappointment. Yang looked back to the man wielding the machete and nodded to him. The machete wielder walked forward and readied his blade as he brought it down across the boy's throat. Darkness enveloped the boy's sight as he lay motionless on the floor. A bright light under his hand. His eyes opened to his surprise, as he looked at the pendant glowing in his hand. The pendant consisted of five small glowing Chinese medallions. The boy stood up and rubbed his neck in surprise. His body looked slightly older than it had before his life seemingly ended. He remembered his father and ran to him, but quickly stopped as his father's body lay wet and cold from the rain falling onto the ground. The boy could feel rage fill his heart as his hands shook in frustration and anger at his own weakness. The same weakness that couldn't help his father when he needed it most. The Sifu's son stood staring at his father's dead body as he swore revenge against Yang and his associates. All right, so that's our that's our cold opening. Literally, yeah, it looks really looks cold good. in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you play, so when you start the game, you're playing as this person Yang. You're going through and you're destroying the dojo. Oh, you're you're, okay, you're cool. going yeah. So you're you're doing all the moves that you do later on, right? And you know that Yang has this this history with the Sifu that he was once a student there. So like all of these moves are moves that you'll do later on cuz Sifu and the main character went to the same dojo together. So but yeah, so, so Yang has these associates. They're all very deadly people. One has a bow staff, which is just like a, just a normal staff, right? One has a three-sectioned staff, which is like three shorter staffs connected by chains with knives at the end. It's really annoying, and I'll tell you why later. It's very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> one has a rope and a knife atten- attached to the end of it, so you can kind of swing it around and mm-hmm. cut people. Um, and the other one has a machete, which is less cool and yang doesn't use it he uses his hands he's a traditional martial artist right not to say that the others aren't but um so i'm curious Ryan, what you think because when i first saw them i was very curious i thought i would be playing as the main character it's what it kind of seemed yeah yeah you kind of learn that you're creating your own destruction that causes the intention in the game what are your thoughts on yang and his associates so far
1: um i think it's a really cool um opening it's a really cool opening as you're you're um, both from a game design perspective, and that you're like, here's all the things you'll be able to do someday. Um, that's always really cool to like, kind of make that carrot you're dangling for the player more interesting when you show them what you can do. But then from a narrative standpoint, you have this really interesting—you know—you y- don't know what's going on, and you're putting it together as you experience it. And then you end up kind of causing the problem that the protagonist is going to have to deal with this for the rest of the game. So that's a really cool narrative framing that I that I really like um and then as far as yang and his associates uh they seem very spooky if they just can just come in and beat this sifu and beat everyone here like with no problem i mean it seemed like yang himself was able to just kind of destroy everyone in this place um so they are very scary and i definitely want to know why or what's going on here Mm -hmm. and and what it is why they're back why they're attacking this place why they're killing the sifu and is there is it just for like some revenge or is there like a reason behind it i i I, yeah i certainly want to know more
0: yeah yeah there's definitely something else going on here right but like for now we're very curious as to what's happening and think as you'll as you meet each character more you'll you'll know what's going on or you're kind of assuming you kind of know what's the main reason behind this so
1: yeah and we also have like some of these like supernatural elements in there too with like the kid the 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 what i'm assuming will be the protagonist like dying and then coming back older which we know that's like a a, um, a gameplay mechanic, so mm-hmm. seeing that in the narrative is really interesting. So yeah, we certainly know there is more than just a, a bunch of folks fighting going on, which which again, is a really good hook to, to, to start the game off with, start the story off with.
0: Yeah, because you notice as he stands up, Misha puts this in the script, as he stands up, he rubs his neck, like he's like very surprised that he's not like dead or bleeding, like his, no, his neck's yeah. fine. You see he's a little older physically. So yeah. as he holds this this pendant in his hand, so he's mm-hmm. kind of connecting the dots as to what's going on. So it's very interesting. I think you'll see more elements like that as you go through the story. I'm curious what your thoughts will be. It's definitely a surprise, but yeah. All right. Well, let's keep going. Eight years passed as the boy grew older. He continued to train alone as the last student of his late father's dojo. Everything his father had taught him had been trained over and over again until it was ingrained in him. As the student trained, he pictured the people associated with his father's murder. Fajar, the botanist, the man responsible for cutting the student's throat as a child. He was a mute, and also involved in the local crime syndicate's creation of a purple flower used to make a popular drug, ruining numerous people's lives. Sean the fighter, the brute who expertly used the bow staff, He was the leader of an underground fighting ring and the owner of the nightclub used to hide it. Kuroki the artist, the woman who used the three-section staff. She seemingly gave up her life of violence to pursue her art. She had recently opened up her own museum filled with her artwork. Jin Feng, the CEO, an older woman who became the CEO of a powerful philanthropic company. While she was missing one arm, she was still deadly and powerful in her own right. And last was Yang, the leader. The murderer of the student's father, Yang was now the head of a traditional healing facility that was also a martial arts dojo. The student had collected information on the five martial artists and displayed them on his bulletin board next to the window that overlooked the city. He knew he had to get his revenge within a 24-hour period. Once he took his first step towards revenge, he knew he could not stop, or else he could lose the chance to face everyone if they were to realize what he was doing too soon. After the student studied his board, he walked over to the shrine his father once stood at and prayed for strength to do what he needed to do. The morning sun shined down on the forgotten part of the city the student had entered. In the distance was the warehouse the student knew Fajar was making his drugs. The road leading to the warehouse had massive piles of junk stopping him from easily getting to it. The student realized he would have to go through the neighboring buildings if he wanted any chance of reaching Fajar in the warehouse. He ran to the right side of the road and hopped over a fence. Where he ran into thugs of the crime syndicate. Threatening the student, he quickly knocked them down and moved into the nearest building, traversing up the building's winding staircase, beating down anyone who got in his way. The student continued through neighboring buildings, taking down foes left and right as he finally made it to the warehouse. He walked into a large open room with tall standing metal planters filled with purple flowers. The student noticed his target at the end of the room. Fajar, the man who attacked the student with the large machete on that faithful night, stood at a planter filled with just soil. He placed his hand on the soil as he used a mysterious power to create multiple plant stems as they grew instantly. Fajar turned to face the student He was clothed in rags, his body dirty from working with soil and plants constantly. The student knew the numerous purple flowers being used to create the purple drug was coming from Fajar. The murderer needed to pay for his deeds. The student settled into a stance as Fajar stepped forward and attacked, both trading blows at one another as the student leapt over a standing planter to get space away from Fajar to collect himself. Fajar didn't wait as he slid under the standing planter, attacking the student with a sliding kick. The student fell to the ground as Fajar took his fist and connected it to the back of the student's head, killing him. As his body laid motionless, the golden pendant hanging on the student's waist glowed as he stood back up. Fajar was confused, as he knew the young man couldn't have survived a blow like that. The student, who entered the fight with a clean-shaven face, now had slight hair stubble. His body had aged to 21 years old. With Fajar surprised, the student rushed the botanist, connecting several blows as he tried to finish the fight. Fajar parried and kicked the student back as he tumbled and smashed into a standing planter. The student looked up as Fajar removed his tattered clothing covering his torso and brought out his machete. He stared intensely at the student as bamboo began to sprout from the ground and covered the entire room in mere seconds. The student looked around in shock as everything around him was covered in bamboo besides the center of the room, which was bare ground. He stood in the open space as he heard rustling come from the thick bamboo grove next to him. Suddenly, Fajar leapt out of the bamboo as he brought down his machete onto the student's head, killing him. Fajar grunted as he pitied the student, who was miraculously somehow standing up again. It was impossible, Fajar thought to himself. As the student looked slightly older again, his beard coming in even more, the student had aged again, to 23 years old. He ran at Fajar and connected with a low kick, sending the mute to the ground. Fist rained down on Fajar as the student bent over and pummeled him. As Fajar got back onto his feet, he attacked again with his machete, irritated that his opponent wouldn't stay dead. Losing focus, the student parried the attacks, grabbing hold of Fajar's wrist twisting his body around, positioning Fajar to where his own machete was resting against his bare neck. The botanist's eyes widened in fear of his death as the student held his life in the palm of his hands. With a quiet intensity, the student spoke. I have spent eight long years preparing for this. A sharp slice into bare flesh could be heard in the distance. Alright, so that's a much more abbreviated version of the story. Like, I could, I was writing the story. I just want to be very honest. I was writing the story, and like, it's all. I think it's an experience. You have to. It's hard to to describe the whole experience. It's just a lot of fighting, which is great, but it becomes kind of nuanced the more you do it, the more you like write about it. So I think it's more of an experience you want to see. There's a lot more to this level, obviously. There's a lot of cooler things that happen, but yeah. I think I mm-hmm. want to keep more of the focus on the primary reason why he's doing this, which are the main antagonists. So. Again, I really implore any listener that hasn't played this game that is interested, I think you would enjoy a lot. There's a lot of things we have to skip over, but it's a really good experience. Like all these levels are very unique and, and fun and different. But anyway, yes. So the student has gone to Fajar, who is the, the person who is a mute, he cannot talk, used the machete that brought it down onto the student's neck as a child, which then learned about this pendant's power of making him grow a little bit older every time he dies. And you see that more in the story as well. So now he's 23 years old, he's died twice. And I'm curious what your thoughts are, Ryan, like, cause for me, when I first played the game yeah. and Fajar brought out the plants that you first seen, I was like, that is really weird. I was not expecting that. And then the whole bang brew grove just grows. You're like, what is he just leaps through and he tries to bring the mache down on you. And it's just, it's a whole thing. So I'm curious what your thoughts yeah. are about that.
1: Um, I think it's really cool. I mean, you have these really cool set pieces that this is obviously like setting up and that like kind of supernatural element that's being that we were kind of teased at in that in that intro sequence is now kind of again reflected here in a really cool and interesting way where now we have this you know, we're fighting in this bamboo forest, which is like a very, at least in my mind, not seeing a lot of Kung Fu movies, it's very like traditional, you know, you have these two martial artists fighting in this, you know, bamboo farm, or, sorry, bamboo forest, which is this really cool set piece and, and, and sets things up to be really cool. But it makes me curious about the rest of the, um, these other five, what 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 abilities they have and why they have them. Um, one of the things I noticed when you're kind of going through the, the five people is, you know, it starts off with like, The most um, illegal and then gets like very quickly not career paths I would expect for for the people who, um, you know, did this, you know, murder, Mm -hmm. um, did this murder crime, um, which is, is really cool and interesting. And again, from a narrative standpoint, you have like, of course, this guy is bad. He killed you and he's running drugs of course we have to kill him. And even the next guy, well, he's kind of running an underground fighting ring. I'm sure there's something else he's doing. But then when you get to, like, this person's an artist. This person does philanthropy, which is, like, giving money to people (laughs) they need. This person, you know, runs a healing facility and owns a dojo. So, like, again, you have this you know, are we the bad guy as you start going farther and farther in this really cool and interesting way that I'm excited to see more. Mm. Uh, and then I also really liked how we have, you know, a mute character and a character who has, you know, only has one arm. So you have mm-hmm. some of these disabilities added, they're they, they are not, you know, they don't have typical, um, I don't know, I don't, my language, it, I, I understand the neurotypical language, but then I understand like, ableism language so i apologize yeah. if i'm not getting that correctly but you have individuals with you know body um disabilities I, again i don't know if that's still the correct word okay. yeah which okay. again is, is really cool and, and it does not slow them down it does not make them less of incredible warriors and i think that again is just is great to see in in games um uh, yeah a lot of really cool stuff going on here i'm i'm definitely really interested to see where it's going and I understand why I had to cut out a lot of, you know, the, the fighting point. But you, I, I, as, as somebody who hasn't seen it, I'm still able to follow. And I, it still is this, like, really cool fight sequence that I'm able to kind of envision even without the, those pieces. So um, I think it holds up really well. Um,
0: so I'm, I'm excited to, to see where it goes. It's very cool. I'm glad you I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah. Actually, you make a very good point. I would like for you to stick on to that thought. <laughs> okay. That's a really interesting way. I'm so glad you picked that up because I actually didn't realize that too much later on. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, I should have realized that. <laughs> so like it's very, yeah, that is a huge interesting part, right? Because like, uh, you know, drugs, yeah. Underground fighting rink, that's not great, but I mean like, eh. And then it's like, artists in a museum are like ah, this <laughs> yeah. feels weird CEO for Philanthropy ah. Like it's just like it's yeah. hard to it's hard to justify even though you know they've done these horrible yeah, things. And but then yeah, you the know, the question what, why why they do this horrible. Right. Thing? It makes you know, what, them more yeah.
1: complex and interesting characters because they're not just you know, they're not just bad people, right? They're not just at least like from knowing this information. And again, I don't know if you get all this information at the onset, maybe you do, um, but like these aren't just like horrible people because they're the things they're doing are in some ways like making the world a better place and like helping make people feel better. At least first two, no. And I think it's really smart to set that up that way because then you can feel like empowered and like I'm doing the right thing and then like midway you start to question, which is just a really mm-hmm. good narrative framing. So I'm excited to see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah. I don't want to say
1: yeah. Let's yeah. just continue with the story. <laughs> I'm excited to see where it. it goes. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: The afternoon had come as the student peered out, admiring the view of the city. From his dojo. After taking a deep breath, he stood and made his way inside to his bulletin board. Next was Sean, the fighter, a brute of a man who ran an underground fight ring in disguise as a nightclub known as the club. The student knew waiting too long would be a poor choice and that going to confront Sean before the club was filled with people would not be helpful. The student closed his eyes and collected himself. One down, four to go. Sometime later, the student walked down the dirty alley to the club as he passed a man standing by himself. Forget about it, you're not on the list, you're not getting inside. The stranger advised the student. The stranger heard the man's advice but did not heed it as he approached the club's bouncer. Private party, come back tomorrow the bouncer said with grit in his voice just before the student knocked him down to the ground and thrashed him into submission. The student entered into the club as he fought his way through several normal-looking partiers trained in the ways of martial arts. Music beat throughout the mass of speakers throughout the club as the student defeated each opponent until he made it to a dark room with an individual guarding a door to the other side. This individual explained that ahead was the burning trials, and asked if the student was ready to face it. I'm ready, the student said as he pushed the doors open and entered inside. It was dark, until the fires began to burn down the long hallway. The student stood in. At the very end of the hall, a looming figure walked away, holding a black bowstaff. staff. Sean, the student thought, as he dashed forward to face him. But before he could reach Sean, the doors closed behind the fighter and locked. As the student felt irritation bubble up from inside of him, on the second story balcony above him, a woman spoke. Step forward. You're about to be tested. She said as the four doors to the student's left and right opened and opponents rushed out. He fought against them all as they attacked together, with sturdy bamboo poles and metal pipes beating the student into submission. As they celebrated, the student rose again, his face looking slightly older and with a more prominent facial hair stubble. He was now 29 years old. Picking up a metal pipe by his foot, the student attacked his opponents, beating them down as they lay motionless on the ground. He continued forward, facing more of Sean's pupils until he made it to the man himself. As the student opened the doors to Sean's chambers, one of his pupils sat before Sean, who rested on his own throne. Sean's chamber looked of that of a grand hall in a dojo. The pupil bowed before Sean and offered his arms to him. Sean sat in his throne, his body covered in body wrappings as he smoked a cigarette before he leaned forward and grabbed his pupil's arms, burning them deeply. The pupil cried out in pain as Sean let him go and told him to leave. The student watched as Sean stood from his throne and walked down to face his challenger. I recognize that uniform.
2: It represents a school for the weak
0: and feeble. Sean judgmentally said as he readied himself with bow staff in hand. The student rushed to the side of the room and picked up one of the many bo staff resting against the wall. Sean closed the gap quickly as the two fought one another. The student realized immediately that Sean was much better with the bow staff than he was. He was so proficient that it was basically an extension of his own body. It was hard to keep up as the student tried desperately to block Sean's attacks. With a sweep of his bow staff, Sean knocked the student to the ground as he chuckled. Knowing that it was pointless to try to be better with it, the student abandoned his bo staff and approached Sean, parrying his attacks. The student was beginning to get the upper hand, which enraged his opponent. As the student tried to go in for the kill, Sean pushed the student back. Taking one more breath of his cigarette, he dropped it to the floor just before smashing the lit tobacco with his bow staff. A flash blinded the student as he opened his eyes to the chamber, enveloped in charred wood floor and ceiling, as if it had been burning for hours. Flames scattered throughout the room. The student looked to Sean, whose bandages burned off of his body. His bow staff burned
2: with fire at both ends. You're almost as good as Yang. I thought he was unchallenged in that old bastard school. Who are you? he questioned.
0: A ghost from your past, here to put an end to this sideshow. The student said, with disdain in his voice. You picked the wrong person to haunt. Sean said confidently as he rushed at the student. The flames on Sean's bow staff burned intensely as he attacked. The student could barely dodge in time, barely escaping death. Sean twisted and spun, his bow staff looking for blood. Not reacting in time, Sean swept the student's foot, who dodged in time, but not quick enough as the bow staff came upward and under his chin. The student flew onto his back and laid there. A disgusting smile covered Sean's face as he turned to walk away. He stopped, however, as he turned, perplexed, to find the student standing again, his facial hair not considered a beard, grew as more gray hairs began to show on his head. He was now 33 years old. Sean was caught off guard at his opponent as the student began to attack fiercely. Sean parried, attacking his opponent who had learned his moves with the bow staff. The student parried and dodged all of Sean's attacks until a quick uppercut helped jar Sean enough to where the student stole the flaming bow staff away. With a few strikes, Sean laid on the ground, looking up to the student, holding his flaming staff. Bringing the bow staff over his head, the student brought it downward, with all of his might, onto Sean. Alright, so two people are dead. Very quickly. It happens very fast. This all happens within one one day. So, like, it's really fast-paced. You kind of see, every time you pick a new stage, the, the... the um, environment changes in terms of, like, where the light is, right? The sun's, like, shining, or it's going down, or it's dark out. So you kind of see the different times of day. Um So, yeah. So they're going through this club. It's a normal club until it's not all of a sudden. And then it's, just, like, this underground dojo ring. People are fighting in cages. And, like, uh you go through. And, like, it's, like, this martial arts dojo that goes to the, tr- the this burning trial. And that's what this is. This guy gets burned on his forearms. It's a, a dedication to Sean. Like, you've been through this trial. you're Now you're one of his, like higher up pupils like you're dedicating yourself to him um but as we see here the student gets the upper hand and up killing him with his own bow staff so i'm curious what your thoughts are on this i feel like his power is very strange because it's just very fiery yeah. obviously but not so not so like very obvious in a sense too like he's not shooting flames it's just very hot <laughs> like he just charged things very well thought that was a little strange but i'm glad they didn't he didn't shoot fire and stuff that'd be a little too much yeah so I'm curious what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think with with the with his power, just like the previous individual, it, it again there is a mechanical like there is I'm sure I'm assuming some kind of reason but it, it it is just creating these really cool settings and set pieces where you have these fights in like this flaming dojo is such a cool idea of, of a place to be fighting and it he seems to like have dedicated himself to flame in some way in some in some mm-hmm. strange ratio with this individual who's growing things and this individual who's, who is who is playing around with fire so we have some like elemental stuff going on that's really cool I mean Sean uh, I, so far of, of these five individuals um seems to be the one that like it's kind of the the biggest goober um the biggest dick <laughs> but again the previous person couldn't speak so like because of that there was like a obviously we didn't get to hear him like talking back or like saying that's all you got and, like that type of thing so there was a there's an intensity to that or um that's more interesting um which makes them just very different characters yeah. um yeah, I mean, Sean seems to be, like, uh, uh, like, it, it seems like the previous individual was running some kind of drug ring. Sean seems to be, like, creating his own, like, fighting, uh, his own dojo, his own, his, like, own dedicated fighting group,
0: um, which is, is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's very, he's very brutish, yeah. very, like, just antagonistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. very interesting. Somebody it's hard to connect with, it mm-hmm. seems like. And yeah. again, the total; those two are total opposites of the next three are going to run into, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, You see more of that difference too, I think. Um, but all the while, I, I, at least for me, as I continue on, like past this point, like, I was, you know, I go back and I'm like, why, like, why be this way? Why do all these things? You know. But yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting once you get to that point, I think. But yeah, I don't know Sean's cool. I, his and actually, it's really interesting. So I, there's an article that came out recently uh, based off player data that this ep, this uh, stage. The second stage of the game was actually the hardest one for for people to get through. Interesting, it is, is a hard stage. It beat yeah. me several times. It, it's just so long and so hard. Like you just get bombarded all the time, yeah. and then it's it's funny because you'll get bombarded and it's really hard, and you'll face that really hard like one opponent, and it's just incredibly hard. So like it's just it's so, it's so constantly challenging. Like I think I first beat it at like age fifty or something like that. Or now I can be at <laughs> age twenty. I don't have to die. You know I mean? yeah, but like it's yeah. such a huge difference. It's very right. interesting. Very cool. It's really cool. Do yeah. you
1: and it seems um and and maybe this is just uh, your your writing, but it seems almost every time that he dies and comes back, he either is stronger or more knowledgeable or he, he and and he has the upper hand. Is that is that something that is that is true? Like is that something that as you're as you're older you're you're better?
0: so that- as you get older no you're right yeah so yeah. as you get older your health goes down more you become more frail but you do become more powerful oh very you cool. become stronger yeah that's. um cool. Cool. And, and yeah so i tried to i try to weave that into the story but at the same yeah. time too and this is less so of the game as more just the player but as you die like you you're paying attention to the moves right to get used to yeah. when to dodge when to parry so you are becoming smarter and like so like I will say for the next stage we recover. I died at age 70 the first time I beat it. Like, or the first time I, got, I played it, I, just, I could not beat it. But as you play more and more, you get to the point where you are learning the moves and getting smarter. Yeah. So right. the, the idea is that the student is paying attention to that. So every time he dies, he learns a little bit more and he's able to kind of go against... He has that second chance, so to speak, but just multiple second chances. <laughs> yeah, and I think
1: one of the things that it, is, it, like, this is a newer game. One of the things that we can see in this newer game is so closely, like, the mechanics and the narrative line up in a way that is really cool and interesting, where, like, you as a player get smarter, the character gets smarter and fights better, and, yeah. and, you're, and you're aging. So there's this, like, really good synchronicity that I think in older games just, it, it didn't exist in the same way, where the mechanics so closely you know, fully became part of the narrative where the mechanics and the narrative were so
0: intertwined in such a really cool way that, that this game is, is doing a great job of. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we see I think you're so right. I think that games have done a so much a better job weaving that yeah. element into gameplay esque thing uh, I, I think it's so it's done so well now and i think steve is a great example of that and i'm yeah. sure there's many others who i can't literally think off the top of my head but there definitely <laughs> yeah. are you know compared right. to like in the 90s or 80s or whatever. But yeah but you yeah.
1: you had firepower or you 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 just got older and there was no discussion about it this is a video game that's how it works where now there's this yeah like, really interesting like narrative uh reason and, and and mechanics in line with that in a really cool way
0: yeah, I mean, we even see the opposite of that in newer games too. Like, I would even True. say, though it's a fantastic game, Moonlighter kind of yeah. goes against that narrative, right? Because like, it's like people die in these these chambers all the time, and then when you lose, you just get kicked out. And it's like, oh, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Why aren't you dying? <laughs> so it right. kind of goes against that idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I mean, which is fine because that's not the point of the game. But still, it kind of takes you out of it. A little, whereas Sifu does a great job, and and I wish I incorporated incorporated more of these. But as sometimes when you die and stand back up, the the opponents will be like. What are you? like this is weird yeah. like what, how are you doing this? Like yeah. you know it's like, the co- like, like like what the heck is happening? Like they literally get freaked out when you stand back up because you should be dead right and you and you technically did die. Yeah.
2: So it's very cool yeah
0: That's and cool. as and as you die too, like you get points, the more your combos like you get better combos stuff like that so you get more points and you can invest in different skills. So technically you do become like stronger in a sense, but like it's not like yeah. it doesn't flow with the story, you know you know what I mean so right right yeah, yeah, very cool. So next, we're on to the th- our third target, which I think is a very interesting one. Literally, though, I hate this, this boss so much for so many reasons, <laughs> and I will get to it later. The sun was beginning to set as the student trained in his dojo. He needed to cool down after such a heated fight. He walked inside his home and looked at his bulletin board. Next on his list was the artist. Kuroki, a Japanese native, exiled to China for unknown reasons. She had been there the night seafood died. Though she was trained in the ways of martial arts, she seemingly did not fight anymore and opened her own art museum, filled with her own pieces. Though it may be true, the student had every intention of ridding the world of her as he set off for her museum. As the student entered into the museum, he noticed the massive waterfall in the middle of the main lobby. Security was already approaching him, telling him that he needed to leave the museum for his own good. One held a metal bat, while the other, a Japanese short katana. Dodging their attacks, the student quickly put them down and grabbed the katana as he began to move through each exhibit. As he went through each one. The student noticed more and more of Kuroki's artwork, each one an expression of her soul and perspective on the world. As the student made it to the top of the museum, he ran around the walkway as a dangling work of art hanging in the main entrance began to form into the shape of Kuroki. The waterfall was perfectly in the center of Kuroki's artwork as the flowing water split, as if beckoning the student to enter. The student looked forward, confused as no path was present for him to walk on to the waterfall. Taking a chance, he stepped over the ledge as an invisible walkway led him to the part in the waterfall. He entered into a room with perpetual rain as Karaoke's martial artists attacked the student. He fought them off, soaked the bone from the rain. He followed through the last exhibit as he came to a room that looked as if it was outside during the winter. A small stream of water ran by the student's feet as he walked through the snow to find Kuroki, who was kneeling underneath a full moon. In her hands was a wooden doll that she had carved with several others scattered around her. Kuroki wore a pure white kimono with white makeup covering her face. She brushed off the doll that she had just finished carving as she spoke to the student. I do not want to fight you. That feeling of vengeance, it will not cease here." The student stood, his resolve ready to fight Kuroki and get his revenge, as he said nothing back to her. "'I speak from experience,' Kuroki said softly as she twisted the wooden doll's head from its body. "'Now leave or be forced to leave.' she said as she prepared her three-section staff. Kroki swung her staff at the student. The deadly weapon was one in which the sections of the wood were connected by a chain. Each end of the staff had a deadly blade attached to it. Kroki spun and swung the staff with expert precision as she sliced the student on several places on his body. Blood dripped from his open wounds as the student dodged the blades and attacked when Kuroki left herself open. Her attacks were like artwork as she spun majestically and dangerously. With a slice on the calf, the student couldn't help but bend down to hold his wound as Kuroki spun her blade to the side of his head, making his body go limp. Kuroki stared at the man as emotions swelled inside of her. Confusion and surprise as the student stood back up looking older, still, as he was now 36 years old. Kuroki questioned if the student had defeated death itself, for him to stand again, as he ran (sighs) at her. He grabbed and threw her against a nearby rock, as he sent several strikes against her, causing immense damage. With her posture broken, the student went to strike, but not before Kuroki headbutted him and jumped backwards. She dropped her staff as the color of her white kimono shifted to black. Black bled from around her eyes as it dripped down and showed prominently over her white makeup. A disturbing smile went across her face as she held the kunai knife up. The area shifted quickly into a world of infinite rain as swaying waves of water encircled the area around the two. Kuroki ran at the student, Kunai in both hands, as she criticized him. I know a hundred ways to kill you. You should have run when she gave you the chance. She jumped back and threw Kunai at the student, who barely dodged them as she prepared herself. A gleam of light off her Kunai signaled her dash as she attacked at super speed, plunging the Kunai into his chest. He couldn't believe how fast she had went as he fell to his knees. She stepped back and watched, not surprised as he stood back up. The student was now 40 years old, his beard thick, grays more numerous, and wrinkles prominent. Kuroki jumped back again, sending out more knives that the student was able to dodge. She prepared again to dash at her opponent, to keep killing him however many times it would take. But she wouldn't get another chance, as she sped forward at the student was able to dodge her attack, having gotten used to her speed. He grabbed her arm, twisted her body around, and forced her own knife into her chest. Crokey stood back in shock as her blood began to leave her body. The world of rain disappeared as the snow replaced it again. Her black camino turned white as her blood stained it red. Kuroki fell back onto the snowy ground as the snow began to be stained with blood all right so that is the next one that's number three and i'm curious what your thoughts are Ryan, because again you were killing it with these uh, these observations your perspective (laughs) is spot on she's saying i don't want to do this like your revenge is not the answer right Right. i understand where you're coming from revenge isn't the answer like you shouldn't do this right she's trying actively to stop this from happening whereas you know uh, Fajar and Sean were like, bring it. You know, yeah. like they didn't care. So they were all about it. Um, so I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. And you see it too, I wish I could, if I had more time of the day, if this is our full-time job, I would be describing these works of art better.
2: Yeah, they I can really imagine. Do. Yeah. yeah, and they're really
0: cool. Like, I, I think you could really see them in a work of art, or in an art museum. Like, if I really saw these things, it would be amazing. It would be so cool. But you really do get a side of her. You could just kind of know her better when you see her her artwork. It's really interesting in that regard. Um, But I'm very curious what your thoughts are. And if you caught something very, like, uh, very interesting in what she said during the fight
1: yeah i mean i don't i was actually i i as you were reading i like glanced at the question i was like what 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 did she say uh, but um <laughs> overall i think this is again you have these like really cool set pieces like this museum with all this art and then you get this like forest in the snow with a babbling brook these really intense you know really cool set pieces where you're having these fights uh and then you have this crazy shift where she kind of goes from this kind of white um, traditional like Japanese white white powdered face white makeup and and then it goes kind of very creepy and black um, and yeah that, that shift yeah. then she's like very very fast um, I don't know if I if I if I'm if I picked up on anything super specific um, there is certainly a change or she goes from like you know we don't have to do this to like um, leave or be forced to and then they're fighting 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 um, she seems like the least surprise that you came back compared Mm -hmm. to the others um but again that could just be be to the to the to the to the writing i don't know i don't
0: think i've i don't think i've cracked it yet can I point it out to you? Is that okay? Yeah, please do. And, and this really... I'll explain this more. It just doesn't become... Just because of how the story is. Like, it's more of an experience that you get when you play the game. Yeah. Um, so I'll explain it more later after we're done with the story. But she says, I know 100 ways to kill you after she's changed, right? She's kind of gone from this like very, like, um, very peaceful, I don't want to do this person to this, like, I will kill you. Yeah. You are going to regret this person. So after she changes, right? She all the colors on her change, right? Everything that was black turns to white, and vice versa. Um, and she goes, "I know one hundred ways to kill you. You should have run when she gave you the chance." Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so she, it's, it's almost it's
1: like there's there's multiple individuals, right? Like there's the there's the her who you first met, and then there's the this
0: person who takes over. Interesting which like they're very and they're so different which is the most interesting part because like in the game at least for me and i feel like i cannot be the only one because it is so hard her weapon is such a n- nuisance it's the <laughs> worst thing ever to fight against that game sean's bow staff and Fajar's uh machete were nothing compared to this three section staff which just wrecks you it wrecks you like you have to dodge it or or parry it but it's just if you don't get it in time it hurts you so bad like two hits and you're dead It is the most frustrating boss fight besides another one later on (laughs) and what's so interesting is like so each fight has a two step process right you get to the first part you break their 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 structure their posture you know and then you go into the second phase um for her for kuroki what's so interesting is that this first phase is for me at least was way harder than the second one the second one being the knives and her super fast like that one is so easy because it's just all like it's just all very fluid. It's very easy, but the the first part is the hardest part. But now that we're talking about it, and now we're kind of like deciphering the fact that these are kind of two different people in a sense. It makes sense why their fighting styles are so different, yeah, and why one might be so hard, so much harder than the other one, compared to one person who just shifts and gets harder that way. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, but I'll explain that more at the end, mm-hmm. so it makes more sense right. for those who who don't ever plan on playing this. They want more context, so, yeah. <laughs> right? But I, I I think that Croaky's my favorite mm-hmm. so far. Okay, she's very interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean she certainly seems to be the most complex as far as she's like when you meet her. She says like you don't have to do this. I've gone down this path. It's you're not gonna feel any better. There you're after you kill me. You, it, this isn't gonna end. Um, which again is just from like very interesting and kind of jarring. Um, for uh, uh, the, us as a player, it didn't seem to super phase the, the character, the the student. But us as a player, again, it adds that doubt to what we're doing um, as we've kind of come into this museum and just started murdering people in this museum. Now, it seems like some of them are fighters, um, but very different than, you know, breaking up an underground fighting ring or going into a warehouse full of people who are creating a drug that is hurting other people, that are causing people to have um a, a bad time which again then moving forward we're moving into this which we're going to get into the ceo who like runs a company that like gives money to charitable people like charitable re- charitable things like is trying to make the mm-hmm. a better place and how
0: do you how do you how do you parse that that's really interesting i'm excited to see where it goes and I should say for context, I totally forgot about this till just now because of you ran you jogged my memory. Thank you. Yeah. Is that uh, you're right? So it's so different. The the enemies you fight are so different because, in a sense, because a lot of them are bodyguards, and they're like Lady Kuroki does not want to see you. She does not want to fight you. You need to turn back. And you kind of like going through all those bodyguards, or you realize that they're from Sean's personal army that he stationed oh. people at the museum. Yeah. To help fight. So they're either from Sean's personal little army that he's building or they're bodyguards that Kuroki's hired. Um, so that is a, interesting. A good so point. there's still like a relationship there between these
1: five. Even though they've all gone their separate ways, there is still um, some type of connection. Interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. About
0: that. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. You, so like as you play the game, you, you get more information that you'll put on your bulletin board that you're collecting for yourself. And you notice that some people from Sean's personal army are there. So. And it's a good I wish I'd put that in there I didn't even think about it but it was a good little context thing to know so yeah. yeah interesting all right on to the fourth one the student back at his dojo sat at his table silently drinking tea three had fallen two still lived he stood up and walked to his bulletin board as he put on his jacket that went along with his martial arts clothing next on his list was the CEO Jin Feng, an older woman with one arm, who was just as deadly if she had both. She had become a powerful and wealthy CEO of her own company since the death of the student's father eight years ago. Night enveloped the world as the student entered into Jin Feng's company's building. Security stood and watched as he entered in, but they did nothing. An employee at the main lobby's desk instructed the student to go into the elevator behind her to meet with Jin Fang as she was waiting for him. As he rode the elevator up, he wondered if it would be this easy to get to her and to have his revenge. As he made to the top, he exited the elevator as he saw her sitting at her desk down a long hall. Don't be shy. Come closer so I can get a better look at you she said her bodyguards on either side
1: of her look at your face not even a scar your family is certainly full of mysteries i am certain yang would be thrilled to see you again unfortunately i don't think you'll have that opportunity
0: jin feng took a small bell that rested on her desk and rang it as a shock wave engulfed the room she and her bodyguards disappeared leaving the student alone with more of Jin Fang's henchmen running at him from down the hall from which he came. After disposing of them, the student searched throughout the CEO's building, looking for her and taking down more of her deadly employees. Jumping onto the top of an elevator, more employees fought the student as the elevator sped faster and faster downwards, leading him lower into the earth. The student realized that he had been entered into a massive pit with different corridors and caverns built into the earth, leading him further and further down. As the student entered a room, one of Jin Fang's bodyguards stood and remarked at the selfishness of a group known as the Guardians, with one of the members being the student's father. She insulted the Guardians for keeping what belonged to the people. She stared at drawings of the four members of the Guardians, one being the Sifu, on the wall in front of her, who had all been X'd out with red paint. The two fought as more shockwaves rang out from further below the pit. The student finished off Jin Feng's bodyguards, but not without dying and growing to the age of 45 years old. He got to the end of the rocky path the pit provided and knew he had to jump down. The black abyss engulfed him as he finally landed on solid ground.
1: For whom the bell tolls, you want revenge and to restore that which was, but that suffering. It was for
0: something, yours, mine, even Yang's. A golden light bloomed in front of the student as he noticed the massive golden bell looming overhead. In front of him was Jin Fang with her weapon, a golden chain with a solid glowing golden bell at the end of it. We did something for the people, we shared. You want to erase it all?" Jin Feng jumped down from her perch to confront the student, her bell smacking the ground and ringing out. The bell tolls for you, the Guardian's legacy. Now accept your sentence. Jin Feng was extremely skilled, swinging her chained bell with ease. The student dodged high and low, trying to stay out of the reach of the bell. He knew he had to get closer somehow. Dodging as he ran up to her, the student landed multiple punches before she kicked her bell forward and knocked him back. The bell was sturdy and heavy. The blow knocked the air out of the student as he stumbled back to his feet. Parrying more of her attacks, the student low-kicked Jin Fang to the ground and punched her while she was down. He picked her up and tried to take the bell, but not before she kicked him away. She took her weapon and smashed it on the ground creating a shock wave, causing the massive golden bell to dislodge from above and smashed into the ground which they fought on. The student and Fang's platform began to freefall into the earth. Deeper and deeper they traveled as they continued to fight one another. Jin Fang threw her bell and wrapped it around the student's wrist. She pulled him in and kicked with all of her might in the same spot the bell had hit the student before. The already massive injury becoming deadly as the student fell to the ground. His hair and beard were now entirely gray as the 50-year-old stood back up to Jin Feng's surprise. They continued to fight as Jin Feng was frustrated fighting her opponent. She kicked her belt forward as the student was able to grab the chain attached, rushed forward, and looped it around Jin Feng's neck as he held both ends of the chain in his hands. Jin Feng, desperate to stop him, could not, as he pulled the chain tighter and bent forward. Jin Feng's body grew limp. So this one's weird, right? Like you're 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 climbing up the the CEO tower, right? You're coming up the, or the the company building, right? You're looking for her. All the while, you get these like weird shock waves that kind of go out. And they, they kick up dust or they'll kind of shoot things around a little bit. It's very weird, right? And then you realize as you're on this elevator fighting that it's taking you down, down, down. So you're not actually going up top to fight her yeah, like you would think. You're actually going down to the earth, right? She kind of represents more of an earth tone, which if you're kind of noticing, like, so Fajar was was uh, nature, was plants, right? Greenery. Uh, Sean was fire. Um, Kuroki was water. And now Jin Fang is, is more earth. Right, it's more. At least, at least that's what I'm taking it as maybe it's more like air I don't think so I think it's more earth right you're deep in the earth you're, yeah. you're fighting her there um. and so it's weird because like in the second phase of it she she smashes her golden uh, bell against the ground which causes this other massive golden bell that's above you, you to fall onto your platform so you're really just free falling deeper and deeper into the earth and it's not really explained how it gets back up like where they're going why is it taking so long it's very it's a very weird context but again it's it could just be that magical world they keep entering into, so to speak, you know? So Right. It's it this one's like one of the weirder ones for me. Like it's it's very strange. Like Kroke's was a little weird too, right? You go to this random, like outdoorsy place, but you're still inside yeah. this building, this museum. It makes no sense. But like it's it's still very interesting. This it, while it makes no sense, the set pieces are very interesting and fun. Yeah, but I don't know if you agree. I'm very. Cur- I'm, I'm talking a lot. Ryan, no, what are your okay. thoughts on this on this section?
1: Uh, certainly, it's like getting more and more abstract as we're as we're kind of moving through the experiences. Like we were fighting in a bamboo forest. We're fighting in like a burning building burning down. We're fighting in this like snowy mountain that then turned to rain, and now we're fighting in like this like strange magical place where we're then free falling and just going deeper into the earth than you could feasibly go in this really weird and interesting way i mean certainly um jin fang seems to either know more or be sharing more than the others for for whatever reason um and and she even talks about like we 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 gave something back to the people or we shared it to the people um that this the student is trying to take away which i think is alluding to what the, why they killed Sifu in the first place was to get whatever this was. Um, either these magical powers or this wealth or this something um, that, that's really interesting. So yeah, this has by far been the most abstract. I'm wondering if it's going to get more abstract as we do this last fight or if it's going to become a little more grounded or, or where we're going to land. Um, it's very interesting. Um, and, and we also had a moment like similar to the last fight where... She wanted to talk to you first. She wanted to like, s- had you come up and speak with her before they just started fighting because either she's curious or wants to know more. Or there's something else going on here, but she seems to recognize you in a way that the others didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jin Fang seems to know more, um, either because she was closer to Yang or just because she, she's older and, and maybe knew more of what was going on. But yeah, this is a very interesting one. Very, very weird one, but very cool. Yeah, very cool.
0: She's kind of in the middle between, like, Sean and Kuroki, right? Like, Sean yeah. just wanted to fight. Kuroki just wanted to talk. And Jin Fang's like, I'll talk to you, but I still plan on killing you. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like, she didn't give you the chance to see Yang. So, like, she's right in the middle there, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah. She wanted to talk to you for her benefit. She wanted to get some information yeah. out of you and then kill
0: you. Um, versus Crochi was like, hey, don't do this. Um, which is really interesting. What's fun is too is like again, the level design is so good in this game, which is a huge reason why you should play it. But yeah. like as you're going through this this building, like you're seeing pictures of her like holding babies and it's like all this philanthropy that she's doing and helping the world and like she's so powerful and wealthy and great. And so she's really painted as this amazing person in this and I mean it's her company, so like of course, of course. you have to build up, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Where really she has like, you know, and and so there's actually a lot more context, too, that we'll get into later. Not so much in the story as, like, when we'll talk about it, though, just for if you're interested in the, the background stuff. as like this underground uh, place, this pit, right, where this bodyguard is standing and looking at these images of these old Kung Fu masters who are now dead. that were killed by uh, Yang and his associates, right, one being a Sifu you know, these people known as the Guardians, like, this this whole thing being there is is for a reason, but that comes later on. That's just more just, like, exposition, like you learn, you know, naturally through the game. Yeah. So, but yeah. So four are dead, right? The four associates of Yang are dead, and last but not least is the former pupil of the Sifu, Yang himself. Right. So yeah anything uh, anything else you want to say before we move on right
1: no i just I, i'm really curious to see where it goes and and i will say um and you can feel free to cut this eric if you want the 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 fight feel the fighting feels so dramatic in the way it's written that it it, it is very gripping so you did a really good job with that
0: oh like they gave me they, they really do a great job doing creating that yeah, sense. yeah right like you do a fantastic job at that yeah. so yeah I hope I did a good job mixing it up and not making it seem samey. Yeah, <laughs> no, like it, every game. every
1: fight has felt really different and dynamic, and even like the 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 way in which you're fighting feels very different. Um, you did a really good mm-hmm. job pairing the mechanics and the narrative there.
0: There's so many different moves you can do in this game, but like it would have taken forever to <laughs> yeah. pair the right move with the. Yeah. Or you can do what... I could have done it as like... Uh, I just watched uh, yesterday a 20-minute speed run of this game, which is literally insane to think about. Yeah. Someone beat this game in 20 minutes. And they just they do a lot of the same moves and just constantly knocking the people down and just beating them on the ground and kicking them on the ground and knocking them... And it's just the same moves over and over again, yeah. but done so well. Like, it's really still impressive. Yeah. But it, if I read it like that, it'd be so lame. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's really cool to watch. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you took that boss out in like two seconds doing yeah. what you just did. But like... Yeah, you have to make it more gripping. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, this is it. The sun is coming back up. This is about to be a whole day. Uh And we're going to see the fruit of, of the student's labor. So we'll see what happens. The morning sun began to pierce through the dark sky as the student sat quietly in his dojo. He was wrestling with what he knew he had to do next. Yang... His father's murderer was now a profound, traditional healer known far and wide. He ran his own clinic, treating others in need. He was once the best pupil under the student's father, but left with his wife and child for a reason the student didn't know. It was after he left that Yang came back and murdered the student's father. The student looked at his hand, and noticed how much he had changed in less than a day. He was much older than when he first started on his path to revenge. But he had cut ties with caring for his age before starting down this path. All he wanted was revenge, no matter the price. The student made it to Yang's clinic and entered inside. A martial artist guarded the interior entrance, but greeted the student nicely and kindly before beginning to fight him. The guards stood no chance as the student ventured further inside. It was perplexing to the student. Everyone was so kind to him, though they fought him desperately to stop him from getting to Yang. He found sick individuals learning to become enlightened. As he made it to the other side of the clinic, he finally reached Yang's chambers as he pushed the doors open. He saw him immediately, Yang, as the former pupil stared at a diagram on the wall in front of him. Time has passed since the days I trained
1: you. We were family.
0: At least that's what I believed. Yang turned to face the student from behind his desk. He walked over to a small bird cage with a small bird perched inside. Yang opened the cage as the bird jumped into his hand. But then, during my
1: darkest days,
0: your father
1: revealed his true self. He never cared about us. He cast me out,
0: he abandoned us. Yang took the small bird in his hand and crushed it. Tell me, what would
1: you do to save the people you love
0: from the inevitable? Would you cross the line, break every rule? Yang and a student moved closer to one another as Yang brought up his hand, still holding the crushed bird. Wouldn't you challenge death itself? Yang questioned as a golden light enveloped the bird and brought it back to life as it flew away from Yang's hand. You want revenge, little brother? Show me. Both the student and Yang settled into their stances as they stared intensely at one another. The student struck first, throwing everything he engraved into himself over the last eight years of his training. He struck hard and fast, but it didn't matter. Not against Yang. Yang knew everything the student knew. Being a former pupil, of the same Sifu. Yang parried everything the student threw. Yang kicked the student backwards as he landed on his back. He stood up, only to be brought back down again. Standing up once more, the student prepared as Yang became annoyed. He increased his ferocity, stepping forward and rushing at the student's legs, tripping him and beating him with his fist. The student lost all of his energy, when suddenly it rushed back to him as his body grew older again. Yang watched, knowing exactly what was happening. The student and Yang fought once more, with the former keeping pace. Parrying and dodging, the student was holding his own against Yang. With a strong kick, Yang sent the student flying backwards, through a set of double doors behind him, and out into a small courtyard as the rain was falling from the sky. The student stood as Yang walked out.
1: In the end, you're still the same child I knew, helpless, the night I killed your father.
0: You're here in front of
1: me only because of this pendant. What if I take it from you? Will you fear death once
0: again? Anger boiled inside the student's heart as he replied, You sound like the Frightened One to me. The two fought once more as the rain continued to fall. Yang strikes were more deadly as the student continued to fall and stand back up 62 years old 69 years old until he reached 75 years old. The student looked entirely different from when he started the day. He knew this was his last chance to kill Yang. Having seen Yang already so many times, the student had learned how to parry and how to read his every move like a book. Yang tried desperately to kill the student as he landed multiple strikes into the old man's chest, just before stealing the pendant away. The student, knowing Yang's intentions, allowed his pendant to be stolen as he took Yang's arm and snapped the bone. He twisted Yang around and slammed him into the wall behind him, multiple strikes landing into Yang's chest as the student pulled back his left hand and struck it into Yang's, killing him the same way Yang killed his father. Yang's body fell motionless to the ground as he died. Revenge had finally been achieved, but it didn't feel satisfying. The students stared down at Yang's body as sadness covered his face. As he closed his eyes, he opened them to find himself as a 12-year-old yet again. Before him were two graves enveloped in red light.
2: You were supposed to guard the talisman, not steal them. The voice of Sifu echoed.
1: It's the only way to save them,
0: Sifu. A youthful Yang pleaded to his master.
2: You failed to honor your oath. You are unworthy.
0: Now leave, the Sifu said with a disappointed tone. The young student felt the sadness from the conversation from the past, as the pendant in his hand began to glow brighter and brighter.
2: He who has Kung Fu and wuda makes the other know he can break him. His hands go out like lightning, and the other doesn't want to fight anymore. The Sifu
0: explained to his son from beyond the grave. The student awoke. Looking around, he realized she was back to his 20-year-old body again. As he checked himself over, unsure of what had happened, the student questioned if his path to revenge had truly occurred. It must have, he thought. But maybe this was a second chance, a chance to be better. All right. So our final discussion, well, before the story's over, I guess. Right. So he achieved his revenge. Right. But he's realizing there's more. He like he 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 kills yang only to close his eyes open them and you see these he sees these two graves one's a little bit bigger than the other one right yeah and they're just enveloped around and he hears this these echoes of the past right yang pleading for help to save someone that he cares about where cifu says no you never should have known about this i regret ever training you yeah. right there's a lot, a lot of sadness here mm-hmm. um so as he closes his eyes and opens them again he realizes he's back to the day before he starts his path of revenge Realizing that he not, he's not done the worthy thing of what his father knew he could do. And so now he's, he has a new path to, to take. To achieve wuda, W-U-D-E. I made sure I said it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, what are your thoughts, Ryan? You, uh, so he kills Yang. Are you... Are you happy about this? Is, it, is this weird? Is it too much?
1: No, I mean, I think it, it is certainly weird. Like, like I was I, I was expecting it to go kind of more abstract. And, and it did, but not in the way kind of I was expecting. I mean, I think, like, it was kind of um, foreshadowed a little bit um, with the fight with uh, Kuroki, where she says, you know, you don't have to do this. There's there's another way. You know, this isn't going to do anything for you. She, she kind of foreshadowed this whole thing. Um, so as soon as she said that, I kind of thought that maybe you know something something it's gonna go a different way or he's gonna realize like after he gets his revenge that it doesn't make him feel any better, which is kind of what a lot of these revenge narratives are are kind of end up playing out, which i think is a is a great thing um mm-hmm. but it it's very interesting to see that yang they did a good job like um what's the word they did a good job um kind of making Yang a sympathetic character. He was doing this to save somebody he loved. Like, he, Sifu had this incredible power to, in some way, bring people back to life, and it seems like Yang ended up stealing this in some way because um, he brought the, the, the bird back, and he has the really incredible healing, traditional healing space, so he kind of stole this kind of healing power in some way, um, which which Sifu would not give him, but he then took by force. Um, so that there's some sympathy there where Sifu wouldn't give him the thing that he needed. So Yang had to, had to take it by force. Um, but then wh- the, the, the twist of, you know, you've did it, you've accomplished this now start again. Cause you didn't do it right is, is really interesting. I wasn't, I was not expecting that twist, um, to, to, to play out in that way. So it's almost like Sifu from the, beyond the grave is saying like, this wasn't the right thing to do you didn't you 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 weren't doing this for the right reasons do it again almost like this is again another training right another another thing another lesson he has
0: to learn um yeah, in a really yeah. cool and interesting way yeah and it doesn't play out exactly that way either yeah. i should say like when the game restarts, like, he's bowing again at, the, like, the shrine, and then you kind of go back into it. Yeah. But I I I want to put more into it. Yeah. Right? I no. want to, like, wake up and realize, like, you know, I have, a, I have the second chance. Right. And you kind of see that play out better, and, you know, as we go on the story yeah. in a second. But, yeah. It's very interesting. I love that it gives you this chance to be peaceful. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's... Where you could just be super deadly, and you're just doing all these things, and it, he's kind of justified for that, right? Yeah. His dad was murdered because of these people. Right. And all his friends and all his and people around him. So... Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm very excited to, to keep going and tell you and show you what yeah. happens. Like it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm excited so. to see it. I'm excited to see where it's gonna go and what different route this is gonna take. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's wild. It's wild. All right, here we go. We're gonna jump right into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Setting out to the warehouse, the student moved the buildings as he had before, but even more quickly, having explored there before. Making it to Fajar, he saw the botanist was still breathing, though the last he saw him was with his head and body detached. The two fought once more as the student easily parried all the botanist's moves. Knowing what came next, Fajar grew his bamboo forest to hide and strike out from, but continued to be beaten by the student. Like it had happened before, the student took Fajar's wrist, twisted it around, and positioned the botanist's machete to his own neck. Fajar waited for death to come as the student let go. Fajar dropped to his knees questioning why he was still alive he looked up at the student who smiled at him as a beautiful light shined from behind him the student continued his quest though revenge was not the intention Shan, kuroki and jin fang were easily stopped but their lives spared all three stunned at the young martial artist who overpowered them and showed them kindness the student did not die once in his encounters. With his father's murderers as he too showed kindness towards himself. As he made it to Yang once more, the two fought again. Before, Yang had controlled the fight. This time, he could not keep up with the young 20-year-old. Kicked back out into the rain as he had once before, the student parried more of Yang's moves. He had plenty of chances to kill his father's weakened murderer, but he chose not to. Infuriated, Yang attacked the student again with his multiple strikes to the chest as he grabbed the young man's pendant. The student knew what he had to do as he closed his eyes and accepted Yang's fist. The student fell into the closed doors behind him and onto the ground. Behind the now open doors were the two graves of Yang's wife and child. They were now enveloped in a golden light.
1: No, please, please, stay with me.
0: Yang remembered his plea to his wife as she passed away. The student stood again. He stayed strong and readied himself as Yang threw the pendant behind him.
1: Sifu's lineage ends with your
0: death, Yang promised. Yang jumped forward, his anger leading his fist as every punch and kick was parried. Nothing went through the student's guard as his stance remained strong. With Yang weak, the student connected several fists into him as he brought his left hand back and thrusted it forward, only to not connect. Yang stared in shock and confusion, realizing the student chose to spare him.
2: This is Wuda,
0: the student heard his father proudly say to him from beyond. The student smiled as he succumbed to Yang's previous attacks and collapsed to the floor. He closed his eyes, only to open them again to find himself not at Yang's feet, but rather in a beautiful land up in the mountains. The student traveled the sunlit paths to the top of the mountain, which overlooked all he looked up to the sky and admired the sun and he took a deep breath time passed as the dojo was filled again with new students the sifu sat at his table quietly thinking to himself a student called for sifu as the man stood up leaving what was in his hand on the table next to him as he walked to help his young student The pendant glowed on the table. Four of the five charms of the pendant still glowed brightly. The end. So, all right, so let me break it down. It may be a little hard to understand. Yeah. It's weird. So, so the student shows Yang kindness, right? Forgiveness. Because Yang did what he did to get these powers to say the ones that he loved, though he still lost them, right? So he's a, he's a vengeful. So his path of revenge led to the Sifu's death, Yang's, I mean, uh, which then led to the student have his own path of revenge, but a second chance to do better and show Yang better, right? Yeah. Showing Yang how to be better, which ends up costing the student his life. He takes that punch, the same punch that Yang killed his father, he takes too. He continues and still beats Yang, but falls to the falls to his death because he allowed himself to take that punch. But because he achieved Kung Fu, he achieved Wuda that he was allowed to transcend, right? He achieved like perfection and so to speak yeah. and enlightenment and was able to go to the special land and was be able to come one. And, um, which is so cool. Right. Yeah. Like So like, that's like, like that to be enlightened is so like, like that, that a lot of people like try to strive for that. Right. And and so that's what the student does to achieve that. And, at the end of the, of the game, you see someone sitting at a table. All you see is his arm. And you don't know who it is, though it's heavily implied it's the student because it still has the beads. He has beads on his right arm throughout the whole game. And this person still has those beads, right? And so a young person goes, Sifu, like, come over here, you know, Sifu. So he gets up and starts to walk over, leaving the pendant in his hand behind with five... Charms on it, for still glowing, so it's heavily. It's more implied that that he came back to life again. That the pendant still somehow saved him. Yeah. Though others speculate that it could. This could be Yang. Mm-hmm. Yang found a, a new path, right? That the student showed him, and then became the new Sifu. Is one of the other theories. Yeah. Took his um, beads
1: and his charm or pendant or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like took them as a memento or something. Became the new Sifu. Great. Given that he also trained under. The previous Sifu yeah. you know so again gave him a better path so that's a lot of the speculation and that is the end of the game is really and that's what's so great about this game it's, it's a short game but has so much in it so diving deeper into context right you'd learn throughout the game and it's really hard you can't really put this in the game because you learn more about the the antagonists in the game uh based off things you find in the environment so like for example Kuroki you find out had a twin sister that she ended up killing hmm. who then she killed her father over because her father, she hated her father, which is why she was exiled from Japan, China. Right. And that, that twist when she changes is, is her sister essentially. I don't know if it's actually her sister, but it's, the, that's what she says. Like she gave you your sister.
1: Or cre- yeah. I created this. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And she's like, that's why, you know, you should listen to her when she gave you the chance is implying that this is her sister, rather Cause they're so different from each other. And you find that out because you get a key from a different stage, like previously or, or later on, I guess, that you, you find to you go back and open her room and you see her, her uh, private study where you see these paintings and you see these things you put together. Like you even at the burning or at the, the club, I mean, uh, during the burning trials, you meet this young engineer person who gives you a USB stick to use to break into Jin Fang's computer. At the CEO office, right? So, like, you, you do these different things. Like, uh, you even find uh, a note in the first level from Yang to uh, Fajar saying something about Fajar's illness that he has and to go get it treated at the clinic, though he's not, or something like that. Yeah. So, like, you know, these people all have like reasons for what to do. Oh, and, and for example, Sean has a crumpled up picture of his father, right? His has a lot of resentment towards his father for how he treated him. So, Again, like, these people have these backstories and like they're you yeah. know there's reasons why they're doing these things. They did it for a, a better reason than than you thought they might have, yeah. right? But like so, it kind of humanizes everybody in a, in an interesting way. Uh, but again, it's something you put together yourself. It's it's all on your all on the bulletin board. You kind of look at everything and piece it together, and that's why it's so much fun. Like I, I'm I've been rambling about this game for like what like ten minutes now or something like that, and like it's just so good. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's so unique, but it doesn't like jamming down your throat it's just it's just fun it's just it's just a good time so anyway i will stop talking ryan what are your thoughts on sifu
1: i think it's really cool i think like the 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 telling here is really cool but the game itself sounds really interesting with the set pieces and there's even again i don't know how much of this ending was your you know dramatization to make it more interesting but it had this like very like chosen one you know the the one who would you know make the right choice and enlighten these people like this which again i haven't seen a lot of kung fu movies but from like the very few i have there is like this through line of like this chosen kung fu master who you know through peace and through kindness is able to kind of you know Spare those around him who would, who would do him harm mm-hmm. and in this really cool and interesting way that that ends up having telling this really, you know Really cool story um, I really like the kind of not giving you all the information and letting you put it together piece There are some games which I played last year that I really enjoyed But I would have liked if it did death loop comes to mind Something like this where yes. you had all this information that you put together instead of being told what the what the story was in a way that is, and I, I really love that game, but I think that you know finding the pieces and putting it together is is so interesting and engaging that it, it, it builds the world. It's that kind of show don't tell you know mentality, yes, uh, which is really yeah. interesting. Um, but overall, I thought it was really cool. Like I said, the each of the characters seem really interesting. It seems like there's there's more going on um, than meets the eye, even when you're playing the experience, which I think is is really interesting. These set pieces. Um, sound wild, the the um the, the themes of kung fu and and the the eastern um mythologies and, and mindsets seem to be kind of really coming through in an interesting way. Um and it's 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 it just is a really cool again this like time loop story which we're seeing a lot of to tell this really interesting and really cool story and the and the, the thematic pieces of the mechanics of you getting older and stronger but weaker and then, you know, the Sifu is about your father, but also about Yang and also about you at the same time. And the Sifu is the teacher. And what you're learning in the end is to kind of let go of that that revenge that you feel. Like, that is the final lesson the Sifu teaches you in this really cool and interesting way um, that makes this really, really nice narrative. So I thought it was really great. Um, I'm, I'm really glad you brought it because this game was not on my radar at all. And it wasn't something that... Just because... It's not a type of game I'm interested in, but now I'm excited to check it out or I'm excited to um, at least know more about it or or if they, you know what I mean? I, I'm interested in this world and in this story because of the little bit that we're able to include here.
0: Yeah. And honestly, you could watch an hour of gameplay of it on YouTube and know the whole story. Yeah. Like it's very short. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I like about this too. I think you made a really good point about Deathloop. And my thought is, I wonder if they did it Differently than seafood because it's such a bigger, massive game. They didn't want yeah. you to miss anything. Right. If we're just seafood that could be beat in an hour. Is my thought. But, yeah. like, but again, I like that's what I love about shorter games, right? Yeah. Is like is like they're way easier to consume, so to speak, or to get through, but you have more times to go back through. Like I've played so many of those levels multiple times and got so much from them that I would go into Deathloop, which has much bigger areas to explore you know you need different powers to do different things and yeah. it's like it's great it's a fun time but i definitely am not someone who needs to do needs to 100% right <laughs> death loop yeah Where whereas and i'm not usually someone that needs to get trophies but like sifu i'm like actively trying to get the platinum because it's such a more easy one to get but at the same time it, because it's not easy so, so so to speak but like it's so much worthy of getting yeah so, you know what i yeah. mean like yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah, so it's just really cool. Like, I just love, it. and I love how like this game. I think the main theme I get from this game, or this, the plot of this story, is that you know nothing worth having is easy. Yeah. And and it tells you in the story, and it tells you in the gameplay. So like gameplay wise, in order to win, like you, there's always two stages of a fight, right? You have a health bar and a structure bar, and you whittle the structure bar down the more you punch someone's guard or you parry attacks. Right. You can also dodge attacks. But it doesn't really do anything. It kind of helps your structure get, be okay. So you're not breaking your structure and it's bad for you. Um, in order to kill your your bosses, you had to beat their structure down and then do a quick time event. Like a little, you press like O and X, O and um, triangle, I think is what it is. And it breaks into a cutscene where you kill the person. If you want to spare them, you have to break their structure and then walk away and just stand back mm-hmm. as they as they collect. The, so they're staring at you, right? in the middle of this fight and they're like just waiting for you to do something and then they get back up and they get their structure back again and they fight you still and you break their structure again and then you can spare them so it's 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 even harder yeah yeah, Yeah. it's harder to do yeah that's really interesting the hard thing to do is never easy yeah you know, or, or the thing worthwhile is never easy to do, and that's what the game proves. Yeah, I think... It, but it's so much more worthwhile. It makes you feel amazing when you spare them, like, you got through it, you did it.
1: Yeah, it, it, it kind of... There, there are games that have, that have kind of played with that idea in the past, but didn't lean into it in the way that seems like Seafood did. Like, just thinking of, like, Bioshock, right? You... Sparing yeah. the Little Sisters doesn't make the game harder, but it should, right? The right thing to mm-hmm. do by sparing the Little Sisters means you're missing out on that Eve, it should make the game harder and that's the balance right it's easier to kill them and it makes the game easier but obviously the morality piece there is is here i wish more games would lean into that that, that yeah. to do the the good option means you have to you have to do things more difficult and i, I guess i understand why they don't want to gate anybody out of something but with these smaller titles right they're not really as worried about that as much they have that freedom right. to to do more of those things which is why i think like indie titles oftentimes um are able to kind of play around with that more creatively. But I, I like that a lot. That's such a cool mechanic. And that again, like you said, ties so well thematically into the the narrative.
0: Yeah. And it just does that they literally slow clap did such a great job with this game. Yeah. Like I was very nervous this game was not gonna live up to the hype that it was created for. And yeah. it did it, it 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 did way better than I thought, and I thought, "Would to be great already?" Yeah. So, you know. So, yeah. if anyone from Slow Clap possibly is hearing this, like, fantastic job, <laughs> yeah. seriously, like, it's cool. We have some listeners in France, so that'd be sweet. If yeah, we actually, got have someone cool. from Slow Clap to listen. <laughs> 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 but no, it's. I, I thank you for listening to the story today, Ryan. It was I, so it, good. I thought you would like it. Yeah, you know? and it was I think so good. that's what's so cool. Again, that's what I love about tales is that like we listen to stories from games that we may not want to play yeah. or be, are interested, but we we enjoy the story, right? right? Like we right. get something from the story and it's fun, like. It's such a that's what I love about games, is like the the stories itself are can be amazing. Yeah. Like I'm sure like Horizon Forbidden West is probably the story's probably amazing. And I, I even Zero Dawn, which I struggled to play, yeah. I'm sure the story's amazing and I got given another chance. Yeah. So so, no, I, I love this game. It's my game of the year right now. Yeah. I, unless Zelda comes out or... I mean, everyone loves Elden Ring right now. And Elden Ring is the biggest game of the yeah. year right now. But for me, Sufu takes it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I wish I was an Elden Ring kind of boy. Same. I just not. Yeah, same.
1: We're, we're in this very strange thing where, like, no one in our friend group is, like, very into no the one. Souls games. Yeah. So, none yeah. of us are playing it. But, like, the rest of the world is losing their minds. So it's it's an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting I, thing. I
0: bought Sekiro... With the intent of beating it yeah. and being a proud, proud baby boy, and I, I think I ended up trading it in for something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I wish I did though. It's just I don't know. Maybe I have to watch the Elden Ring game. Yeah, I don't heard know. It's, I don't know why I've heard I got it's, I've Ring.
1: heard it's the the most accessible. It has it has fast travel, which they've never had before. So <laughs> it okay. has like some. It that has a sense. map. Um, these are things. Yeah. So I guess it's more accessible. I I'm still got a lot of things going on, but maybe. You know, similar with Cyberpunk in a year
0: when it's on sale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I still haven't touched yet. So, Elden Ring does fast travel. So they're basically Zelda at this point. Yeah, exactly. No wonder, I no mean, wonder it's so much I've, better.
1: I've I've heard that like it it does. And again, this this means nothing to people who are here for seafood talk. But <laughs> but I have heard from from various people on on different podcasts in the games industry that it has like it does the thing Breath of the Wild was doing with like go wherever and do whatever. I, again, I have no context. I have not seen anything of this game. But it it yeah. it. It does it in a in a more interesting way with the combat of Dark Souls or of the combat that is complex and as interesting as those games? Um, yeah. So I've heard if you like Breath of the Wild, it's it's more of that, but with better combat, obviously. Like you're missing out on wow. The art style is totally different, and the tone is totally different, yeah. and but yeah. but like that that level of this game feels really weird and different. Like there is not a quest log. You run into somebody, they tell you to check something out. It's on you to remember where that is and to go check it out. Like, there's people Oof. who, like, they have a notebook, their Elden Ring notebook, where they write down who they met and where, so they know to go back. And some people, that's really satisfying. Wow. Um, versus, yeah. like, Good for them. Horizon Forbidden West has, like, 40 different categories of side quests you can do.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's very different experiences. That's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm too old to have the time to yeah. put all that together. It's all too. It I all wish. takes too much time. It all, I, I want yeah. more small games. <laughs> more small games please more Sipus please. Yeah, please yeah for sure but anyway oh, story goes we hope you liked that story again please let us know what you think yeah. have you have you reached Kung Fu and wuda? let us know how you became enlightened by listening to our stories and sharing your thoughts and your perspective, perspectives to shit to tales on the cartridge at gmail.com all the E's are 3's you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram let us know what you think uh, we will be happy to share this on the show. We can also send you a sweet Tales from the Cartridge sticker for doing so. I forgot to mention this that part. And I also forgot to mention, if you wouldn't mind, and you do enjoy our stories a whole bunch because we work really hard on them, if you wouldn't mind like, giving us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it would really, really, really... Or anywhere you listen to us, honestly. But those are the two that I check the most. Uh, <laughs> it would really be helpful just because it just gives us a lot of energy and gumption and why you know want to keep doing this of course we enjoy doing this for the sake of doing this obviously don't get me wrong but it's just nice to see it yeah you know it makes you feel and good it, it also um pushes it up in the charts, so it gets seen by more folks. oh true yeah yeah
1: also also good but um also yes the inspires us to um want to keep doing it or, or not wanting but like to Refires, relights that fire in us to yes, cre- do yeah. things more creatively energy because like creative energy is not endless and when you're drained from work it's hard to, to it's really hard to channel it but
0: um so i made the most of the script today <laughs> yeah, i'll be I, honest with you. i made the most of the script today
1: I have, I have many a times many many saturday sunday mornings just like sitting down at 5 a.m and just writing for hours yeah yep. that's, yep. that's just yep. how it goes
0: same but it's good though. It's it's it all, yeah. it's all worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. We've had a huge huge month already. February yeah. is huge month. We've had a small it's a smaller month obviously, but we had a, the most downloads I think this month than a, maybe ever. I I think. So, we're we're doing a good job. I think we're in like I don't want to say numbers. We shouldn't say numbers. But anyway, it's it's good. We're doing it's going good. good. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: We broke 4,000 so. downloads. Yeah. Powering our way to 5. Woo. Um,
0: yeah, it's been it's been very good. Yeah forgot to share that. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Story Gores. everybody. That's whether you're a new listener, old listener, uh, you know, whatever kind of listener you are, thank you so much for listening to us. We appreciate it. Um, send us those, those perspectives. We would love to share them. Two years in, we'd love to share more perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a
1: good, good, yeah, more, more engagement as always, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: all right, well, Hope you have a good rest of the weekend or whatever day you're at. Hope you got through the day safely, soundly. Go home, relax, listen to us, talk about Sifu. Play it while you listen. You know, who cares? (laughs) And we we will hopefully see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Kuroki wore a pure white camino. Camino. God. Just wore a giant white car kroki <laughs> <laughs> <That's very good. laughs> wore a pure white kimono.
2: Kimono, oh my god
0: kimono kimono